My name is Brandon Wade, but you can call me Mr. Brandon Wade. You can call me B2. You can call me B squared. You can call me B Wade. But I got two rules for you if you're going to call me anything. Speak life and keep it real. If you do that, you're good in my book. Welcome to Pay It Forward. Whether this is a short episode or a long episode, I give you the greatest commodity that I have. Myself, who I am, who I'm learning to be, and who I've been. I give you my experiences. I give you my heart. I give you the parts of myself that even I don't necessarily want people to know. So if you're going to show up here, my only request to you is this. If you're blessed by anything that you hear from me, pay it forward to somebody else and speak life into the people that you're around. So let's check out what the show's about today. At some point, I'm going to change my intro. I'm still going to use the same music. Because I still love that music. I've been using that since um, 2020, 2019. Yeah, sometimes I forget exactly when Pay It Forward started or when I started Pay It Forward. But I am going to change my intro because as I've been growing as a person, the way that I've been looking at things is a lot different. So I think that's a part of growth. You know, one thing that I say to one of my friends and we kind of say it to each other is like, when we are dealing with something or overcoming something and we have one way of looking at it, but then the next time we talk to each other it's different. I'll be like new Brandon, like, or different Brandon. Like I'll say it like that. And they'll be like, well, that's a different response. And I'm like, it's a different me. And so, um, pay it forward has been a thing for a long time and it's still going to be paid forward. Um, but it's been a thing for a long time where it was like, if you like what I say, or you like what I do, go bless somebody else. You know, that's the whole principle of paying it forward. Someone does it for you. You're so grateful. You do it for somebody else. Um, the thing is, is that true giving, I think, as at this stage in my life. Also, I'm 33 now. You're, hey, look, so I'm 33 now. Um, that was June 14th. Um, I just feel like in this stage of my life, like true giving is not the kind of giving that requires you to do anything. Like to give something in return. And that's just kind of how like I've always based my life because that's what was modeled to me. You know, there's nothing that comes without a price. Someone got to pay the price some kind of way. And if you get something, then either you owe the person that gave it to you or you owe somebody else. But you always owe something. You know, you don't just get to have something without doing something for someone else. And so I've always seen life, relationships, love as transactional. And I was having some difficult conversations with my mom around Father's Day uh, because as much as I know, my dad loved me and he was a great man. Um, And I I never take that away from him. Two things are true at the same time. As y'all have seen, a lot of times I've talked about it. You've seen me talk about the good things about my dad. You've seen me talk about some of the difficult things. You've seen me talk about all those things. Um, one of the things that I realized was modeled to me was transaction. Like there's gotta be a transaction. I've got to make sure that I pay whatever debt that I owe somebody. It's a very painful place to be. And it's a very painful place to feel because you don't, I did not feel like, and even to this day, I still don't really feel like I'm good enough to just receive things. And that's what was modeled to me. Um, There's a lot that I want to talk about. And I want to make sure that I get to 
at least all of it, if not most of it. I mean, I ain't on really no schedule, but mine. But I want to start with this one. Because transactions have always been kind of a big deal. My main thing has been learning how to relax and not in just in the sense of like, oh, I'm chilling. I'm just laying in bed. But just the idea of being relaxed. Um, my brain has always been kind of wired to look out for betrayals of any sort because Again, I was experiencing a lot of them from my dad. And my dad is my father, you know. As many fathers as you might experience in life. See, here I go trying to kind of justify it again. But it's just my experience, man. Like, as many fathers as you get in life. You're only going to have one biological father. And I'm grateful that my dad was in my life and that he was present. It was very unpredictable and also very chaotic emotionally. He was very present, but then also very distant. He wanted me involved and then also didn't want me involved at the same time. And his experiences were very chaotic. Um, I've been doing some studies on attachment styles and um, I have looked and thought of my and thought like we both have the fearful avoidant attachment style. And so they call that disorganized attachment, which basically means somebody is been through a lot of things, what he had and is struggling to. If they do it all have an experience in their own self that's very, that's just disorganized. So a lot of things that they have that's going on is disorganized. So in their own mind, in their own heart, they're like, I want to connect with you, but I can't. So I connect deeply. And then if I feel fear or vulnerability, I just retract and it's very chaotic. And so my dad parented me in that way. Like I look and it's like the whole list is just like, yeah, that was my dad. Like, did he mean harm to me? Absolutely not. I don't think my dad meant to harm me, not one bit. But I think that he learned that he was he was just in his own mind, not able to really connect with me as a person. And I was always talk about this. I'd be like, man, why can't he just love me for me? Like he loved Robert Wade's son, but it was like he couldn't love Brandon. Robert Wade was my dad. So, yeah, he he loved Robert Wade's son, but he couldn't love Brandon. And so that was a real struggle point for me. And I've kind of. I've been leaning towards secure attachment, which is the goal, you know, to be able to be healthily attached to somebody and then also able to be healthily attached when you're separate from that person. Like you can be at peace in both situations. Like that's the goal is secure attachment. It doesn't mean that everything is perfect. It just means that you're able to sit with discomfort, communicate needs, all those things like that. So that's kind of what I've been working towards without really being able to verbalize it over all these years. Secure attachment. So my dad and the way that that was modeled to me was that relationships are chaotic and unpredictable and can betray you. So the whole thing is, is that as a kid, I don't know if anybody else has experienced this or feels this way as a kid, but like as a kid, you are dependent on your parents. Like there's no if and or buts about that. You're dependent on your parents. And if you're if 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 your parent is not able to be there, the lizard brain inside of you is like you will die if they are not able to be there for you. As an adult, that's not that's not really necessarily true, but the experience translates to the cells, to the body. So there's a lot of things and we call these trauma responses. I've been having a lot of trauma responses. So we're usually trying to protect ourselves, at least for me, I've been trying to protect myself from betrayal. 
don't want to be betrayed by anybody. Also, I've experienced some actual betrayal. So it's it out of all the feelings that I think I've ever experienced in this world, betrayal is probably the worst feeling. Like I if there are other feelings out there that are worse, I have no interest in learning about them. Betrayal is probably the worst I think I've ever experienced. And I have been struggling with myself to feel like I'm not disappointed in the person that my dad was because I have so much expectations for him. I still have him today, even though he's gone and he let me down. And the father figures in my life up to this point generally have not met these expectations. So what does that mean, right? I got two things I want to bring up around that. Wherever you might be, wherever you might be listening to. You can experience being disappointed in what someone does. And also not be disappointed in who the person is. Now, I ain't there with my dad right now. I'm going to keep it a stack with you. I ain't there with him. But I am with a lot more people than I thought. Even myself. There have been times where I've realized I can be disappointed in even my own actions. Like, dang, I could have done this or that and I feel disappointed. I ain't do it. And also, I can end up not being disappointed in myself. And I think when I'm able to do as I'm able to do that and accept that it's because the bottom line is it starts with me. So if it starts with me and I'm like, hey, I'm not disappointed in myself, but I can be disappointed in what someone's actions are, even if they're mine, then I can also give that same love to other people. So I was able to think about my mom, about friends that I've had, about just uh, figures and people in my life. I'm like, I'm not disappointed in them as people. But I still do feel disappointed in some actions that I've seen. And the bottom line was I didn't get a chance to experience disappointment. Now I'm able to have the experience and feeling of what it means to feel disappointed because a lot of friends, a lot of people, we're always trying to protect each other and ourselves from feeling disappointment. Like, hey, I don't want you to feel disappointed because if you feel disappointed, then I failed. And so we try to make people not feel disappointed or get things get around people i've always done that i've always tried to be like hey i'm gonna be the least needy person around my friends because i don't want them to be disappointed in me and if they are disappointed in me i'm gonna do everything i can to explain why you shouldn't be disappointed in me in hopes that if i explain it enough you won't feel disappointed because what what that's always meant to me is punishment So the thing is, is that we do have the right to feel disappointed in someone's actions and we do have the right to measure our own boundaries like, hey, I'm going to take some time because I really need to process what you said, because sometimes it's a healthy thing. It could be a boundary. It could be a anything. It could be very healthy that someone well, a healthy reason why you feel disappointed in someone. Um, My mom put up a boundary with me not too long ago. I felt very disappointed by that. So you can be a healthy reason why you feel disappointed in someone. What we don't have the right to do or permission to do is punish people for our feelings of disappointment. If if and when we have more of that in this world, we'll have less conflict in general, because a lot of it is just people not being able to sit with unrealized disappointment 
and we end up punishing people for it you know there's a lot that i want to say on that but i don't think i want to get into the fullness of that right now because i want to just focus on me right i ain't i ain't like feeling disappointed because the thing was is that disappointment actually was punished in my house because you know my dad's parenting style was like i can't feel like i'm a failure so i'm constantly looking for that betrayal even if it's from my son that i'm some kind of failure so you can't express that around me or i'm gonna get angry because that's my only way of dealing with things so that was my dad's way of dealing with things he would just get angry so if i express disappointment in anything he did indirectly or directly if it was even the slightest hint of disappointment or of 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 discontent or being unhappy he would actually flip out this is not this is not a this is not a lie or statement this is an actual thing that happened like and it would just be a hair trigger like whoa i like it just like i'm off i'm i'm gone you 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 know i'm i'm going off on you and that really left a deep impact on me that's the bottom line is i have deep i still feel deeply impacted by that because i needed and i still need my dad to love me and he loved me with everything that he had but the love that he gave me modeled love in a way that was not healthy all of those things are true at the same time and that even itself feels chaotic all those things are true at the same time so i get messages all the time and i know they're true Brandon, you shouldn't be so hard on yourself. I'm like, my goodness, that's a great idea. Maybe I should think of that sometimes. Well, Brandon, you got to be nicer to yourself. How do we do that? How is that a thing? I feel very helpless when it comes to that. How is that a thing? And people just say things. Well, use the same speech you'd want to hear with someone else. I don't even know what that sounds like. Everyone has, so many people have thoughts, ideas, and what people are generally saying is, I cannot tolerate your discomfort and I need it or you to go away, one of the two. That's at least what it has felt like to me. When people offer advice like that, they're generally saying, I don't want you to be uncomfortable around me. I cannot experience you feeling something that does not align with my feelings in your presence without you bothering or hurting me. It's a world of people that are feeling like burdens. And I'm one of those people. So I'll just tell you this, that if you're one of those people right now who people are giving advice and you feel like you're overly advanced and you're in between two places that you're not quite at one, but you're not quite at another. I see you. And I hear you. And this podcast has space for your feelings. This podcast has space for who you are. This podcast has space for where you are. And you absolutely can be disappointed in the the failures and the actions and the shortcomings of the people around you. So I'm going to give y'all some of the wisdom that I got um, today. Um, Around just, you know, I hear a lot of this. This this is something that they say in grief. You know, when my dad died, this was one of the things they told me. They said, you got to take it one day at a time. 
And a lot of the times my, my fear brain, as I learned, as I've been learning about attachment styles, is a lot of times what I would call my fear brain is trying to complete as many things as possible because it doesn't believe that there's enough time or space to do so before there's something else chaotic that it feels. So that's just from a trauma response from when my dad was alive. My dad could literally pop off at one in the morning. It could be anything. And if he hadn't, it meant that there was probably something wilder coming down the pipeline. So if he hadn't said anything and we were just chilling, I was like, oh, yeah, he's he's probably up to something. So it was always like complete everything you can in the time frame that you feel like you have peace, because if you don't, he's going to pop off and you're not going to be able to do anything. My dad is not here anymore. That mental pattern is something that I've been working to unlearn learn every day. So if you're me or you're like me. I was just going downstairs uh, to get some sun and just to kind of, you know, uh, be in the fresh air or whatever. And uh, I was talking to my mom and she said. You know what I what I had heard is like she she also struggled with cleaning some things and I get it, too, because I've struggled with that, too. She is like. She she did. She cleaned something. I was like, yo, that's what's up. Like, I was just like, because I, I know how important that is to her. And she was like, yeah, I was just listening to somebody that was telling me, remember to just do one thing. So if I can pass that 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 mindset and that spirit on to you is just do one thing. If you do even one thing, that's a victory. And a lot of times and I, I, I and I speak with empathy and sympathy towards those who are in survival mode and have to do something in order to make sure you're literally not on the street somewhere. I understand that scenario is different. And I empathize with you and I see you. And I'm talking to those that in this instance have the capacity and bandwidth to recognize one thing that they're able to do for themselves. And I do think it is kind of possible even when you're surviving. However, I want you to know that you as a survivor are still safe here. So if you are able to do nothing, that's still good enough. For those who are able to do so, if you do one thing, even if it's cleaning one area or something like that, that's a victory. Don't try to push or do any more for the sake of proving that you can, because that's, at least for me, that's been my own attachment mindset. I absolutely want to do every single thing that I can think of, do, figure out, learn, because I want to prove it. I want to prove that I'm good enough. That's the way that I always lived. You prove you're good enough to your parents. They love you. If they if they like what you did and they're pleased with you, you get rewarded. If they're not pleased with you, you get punished. That's a scary facet and area of love. To feel that you'll be punished for who you are and not guided and corrected in what you do. I that's been something that I've struggled with throughout my life too, is 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 um is being able to be clear about the things I've wanted and also to ask because to ask is a terrifying thing. To ask is to to lower myself, as humble myself, if you will, to the idea that someone does not have to respond to your request. It is literally to say, 
you may not hear what I have to say. You may not like what I have to say. And there is the obvious possibility that you may say no or reject me or reject my desire. And I'm still willing to ask for it from you. And asking is a very complicated thing because asking, as I've noticed lately, brings up a lot of trauma because no one wants to ask. We try to get around asking and things like that because the bottom line is most people don't ask, whether it's spiritual to God, whether it's relational to humans, you know, whatever it is. We don't like asking because we don't want to risk being told no. And as I've been learning lately, there are a lot more terrifying things than someone saying no, especially someone saying no, honestly. And what all those things are, I have no interest in seeing them or hearing them. But the ones I have experienced is somebody being angry and punishing you for even just asking someone being like, don't ask me. And then later on being like, why don't you ask me? Those are terrifying things. And a lot of people have experienced that. And so people will do a lot of things to get us not to ask because they're like, hey, man, I don't want to deal with that. So may whoever is listening, may you have safe people that you can ask. And may those people, when they answer you, may their yeses be enthusiastic. May their noes be true, gentle, and firm. Because this healthy no is also a very safe thing, too. It doesn't have to be mean. It doesn't have to be cruel. It doesn't have to be for the sake of establishing power. A healthy no can be one of the best things that someone can tell you. And I think that it takes courage to, to, tell what you, to mention what your needs are to be direct and clear about what they are and to advocate for them. It takes real grit and real courage to be able to do that. So if you've asked just once today, even if you just thought of asking, congratulations, you just had a victory. Life is about, for me, learning to be kinder and gentler to myself. Again, was not modeled to me. I have heard a lot of words, like what they sound like, and most of them feel very unsafe and very uncomfortable. This right now is kind of the extent of what I know to be gentle, to be kind to myself. I do see you, whoever you are. I do hear you, whoever you might be. Even though we don't know each other, your experience is valid. What you've seen and what you've heard is valid. You have the right to exist. And you deserve to be loved. You are perfect exactly as you are. You were as a kid. You are now. So let's start with that. I can listen to you and approve of you as a human. Even if I met you and I found out that there was stuff that I didn't approve that you did as a person, I can still approve and love you as a human. These are the gentle words that I wanted always said to me. This is the closest thing I know. 
the last bit of insight I want to pass along for this podcast is you, whoever you are, don't owe anyone anything. And I don't mean that in the dismissive way of you're better than everyone because no one is. We're all humans having our own experience. There was a very wise quote that I heard recently. A man said, don't attribute to malice what can be attributed to ignorance. And the bottom line is, is that a lot of people, everyone is in their own world experiencing their own things. So I want to make sure that anyone that's listening right now knows that you don't owe anyone in the context of what we understand is owing people. You don't owe someone a debt. You don't owe someone a text message. You don't owe someone anything. There's so many things that we feel that we owe people in life because either we've been told that we do, we've been told that this is the right thing to do, we've we've been indoctrinated so because that's what the people before us taught were taught. But you don't actually owe anyone anything except this, to love them. That's the only thing in this world you will ever owe anyone, is to love them. And the inverse to that is that people don't owe us either. A lot of times we've been the recipients of traumatic responses because somebody said, you owe me. Whether they raised you and they suffered because they raised you, they're like, no, nah, you owe me for that. Or and you're like, man, I can't wait to do that to my kids where my kids owe me just for existing. And that's why trauma is what it is. And that's why it is where it is, is because people feel that in their core, they owe somebody. But the reality is you don't. You don't owe your parents. You don't owe anyone anything but to love them. And it's been a difficult realization for me is that they don't owe me either. So they don't owe me a kind word. They don't owe me a kind response. If you out on a date and you take that woman out or you take that or you go out with that man, you don't owe that man anything. And that man doesn't owe you. That man doesn't owe you anything. He doesn't owe you to pay for your food or anything like that. But if he chooses to, then that's a choice he makes. So if he chooses to do that and he's like, well, I should get something in return. He's wrong. And if, you know, if if she does this or that and he chooses to do something, well, he she's she's wrong, too, because he doesn't owe her. And she doesn't owe him. And regardless of the nature of your relationship, you don't owe anyone anything but to love them. And if and when more of us are able to be the people that we that, that we are as opposed to trying to do, which again has been a pattern of mine. I ain't going to act like I'm really past that. The more we're able to be and the less we're able to do, I think the more successful we will be with being able to do. So this is me working on being Brandon rather than doing Brandon, whatever that looks like, you know. I have a list of victories that I write down in my uh, notebook. You know, I have my uh, my notes every single day. And a lot of times I just skip past them. I do a little celebration. I say, cool, I'm done. And I'm back on to the next thing because I'm trying to fulfill and shut up that inner voice. that's like, yeah, but you, you're still not enough, bro. And 
That's the part of me that's still grieving my dad. It's the part of me that's trying to protect me. It's just the part of me that wants to be safe. And my mind is like, hey, what's familiar is safe, even if it isn't. So this is me being aware. This is me acknowledging. And this is me providing a safe space. For anybody who's also feeling like me. This is a scary thing to admit to. So. This is where I am. This is what I know. I pass this along to you. May life follow you wherever you are. May you have peace in being yourself. May you have peace in showing up authentically. For God before yourself. May you be able to use true and vulnerable speech. May your friends have healthy boundaries. May they tell you no so you can tell them that. May they be people that are trustworthy and safe. And may you be that too. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, I love y'all, all right? Even though many of you, I have no idea who I'm listening is listening to me. And to keep it a stack, I pretty much fire and forget these. So people are like, I heard your last podcast. I was like, you did a thing? What? I pretty much fire and forget. But I love every time I do this. And I can absolutely tell you, if you've listened to me, you don't have to pay it forward. I just want you to be blessed by whatever you heard. If you feel like doing that, then do so because you want to. But you ain't got to pay nothing forward. You ain't got to do nothing for nobody. You don't owe me nothing. You don't owe anyone else nothing. So if there's anybody that's under the sound of my voice, let me tell you, you're debt free. All right. Emotionally. Let's start with that because, you know, what I'm saying I ain't at the spot where I can be paying your physical debts. You know what I'm saying? But we can at least start with your emotions. OK, I love y'all for everything that you are, for everything that you're becoming. Be at peace. All right. Got a cool guest coming soon. Um, we'll be in early July uh, when he is coming. And yeah, I say he um, he is coming. This is somebody I've been looking forward to talking to for a little bit. And uh, I really think he's going to bring some value to the show. So appreciate y'all. Keep being the people you are. Keep showing up. And however you love, love authentically. All right. Peace. Peace.